There is an idea in traditional sales theory called multi-threading. It's something I hope I've spoken about before over here on the podcast, but just in case I haven't, I'm going to talk about it today. Now, the idea behind multi-threading is this. Usually, it applies to complex sales scenarios. For those of you who are new to the podcast, all you have to do is um, use the search function and then uh, or scroll all the way back and you'll find episodes where I talk about the distinction between simple sales scenarios and complex sales scenarios because not all sales scenarios are created equal. A simple sales scenario is when you're dealing with a simple subject matter, you're dealing with a limited number of parties, maybe one or two, the price point isn't that high and so the stakes are not that high and people are not concerned about relationships. So the typical example that I give when I'm in my um, live in-class sessions is buying Egusi in the market. So you go to buy Egusi, um, okra, vegetables, I mean, whatever commodity it is, and that's a simple sales scenario. You show up, it's you, it's the trader, you guys haggle, it's a simple item, it's a low price item. So um, neither of you are concerned with becoming best friends. And um, so that's it. And then a complex sales scenario, on the other hand is uh, what people go through airlines go through for instance when they want to buy jets before you buy a new plane you have to consult with the regulatory authority to be sure that um, you guys have the capacity to take on um, more planes you have to talk to um, the shareholders to authorize the expense the gm has to be involved Um, let's see what else Um, it's 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 something that has lots of moving parts so if you are someone who works in a company that sells these sorts of planes it's not like you're going to have one person that you're talking to over on the other side in the airline so it's not that simple because you're going to have to be talking to um, many people not just people who run the airline but maybe also possible um, industry um, stakeholders and that's a complex um, sales scenario now for most of us we're not going to be in the situation of having to buy an um, airline uh, sorry not airline an airplane But then if you look at another example, which may be simple or may be complex, depending on the circumstances. So let's talk about buying a car. So buying a car is a lot different from going to buy uh, commodities uh, or groceries in the open uh, market. Because even if some people might say buying a car is a simple, is a simpler sales scenario compared to an airplane, but uh, buying an airplane, but it kind of fleshes out the point when you're buying a car. You're not just talking to one person. That's if you sell the car. You're talking to the husband. You're talking to the wife. Um, They'll want to meet um, multiple times. And if you're in countries like America or uh, the United Kingdom, then there's also the question of financing. So you're also talking to um, credit institutions or bank institutions or whatever. I mean, you get the picture. So even though it might not be called a complex sales scenario, you see what it is that I mean about the differences between um, selling situations. So some of you are in a very simple situation because you sell a simple commodity. It's a matter of showing up and then haggling. And then for other people, you're in a complex uh, situation because what you're selling is expensive. You're talking to multiple parties. You're going to have to have several meetings, several phone calls. So it's not just a straight um it's not just a straight line from um, A to Z and then the deal is done. Now, where does multi-threading fit into the picture? The idea of multi-threading is um, you're in a complex sales scenario, first of all. So it means you're closer to selling, um, let's see, closer to the airplane. Let's use the airplane example uh, than to selling commodities in the open market. And the idea is this, that as a seller or as a sales professional, you are approaching the account and it would be good 
to make sure that you have the contact details for several people in the organization and that you're having ongoing conversations with each of them. Now, the reason why is this. When you're in a complex sales uh, scenario, it's doubtful that only one person is the key person who is going to pull the trigger and that's all that is going to uh, seal the deal for you. So it's possible that you could be speaking to the ogre, um, the owner of the business, and maybe, you know, yes, you need his decision to go ahead. But then again, you might also need buy-in from people in finance or people from legal. The legal people are going to check, go over the contract to be sure that everything is okay. And finance are the people who might okay the decision to say, yes, the business can actually afford to do this. So um, it'll be best to cover your bases to make sure that you're not just talking to Oga, the MD, the CEO, the whoever, but you should also know somebody in legal, somebody in procurement, somebody in finance, and uh, maybe you should be on good terms with um, the uh, the PA, the personal assistant uh, to the boss, or maybe the uh, the PA to the legal secretary or whatever. So bottom line is you need to have several phone numbers because it's not um, it's not the ideal situation that one person is going to be uh, one person is going to make the decision and then everything just moves forward uh, from there. Apart from that, you also run into the problem of key man risk when you're in a complex sales scenario. And that is that you have one person that is really, really important, the person who is pivotal to the whole deal, and then something happens. The person moves away, gets a new job, um, gets married, or maybe leaves to start his business or whatever, and then all of a sudden, that person is not available to be helpful in pushing the deal along like he or she used to be. And so that is the key man risk. And that is the reason why one should be multi-threading. Now, some of you might think that this is unnecessarily um, theoretical and wonder what it is and it has to do with you. So I'm going to flesh it out with a real world example. In my own case, I was dealing with a tech hub in Abuja, uh, not recently, where we're going to do something along agricultural value chains, trying to teach them um, how to sell, uh, how to optimize um, optimize um, their selling processes and how they um, interact with different players in the market and deliver value. Now, this project was something I was looking forward to because it was going to be based out of North Central. I'm from Benue State. I am from Benue State. Of course, uh, the thing was going to be built around Benue State. And so it just made a lot of sense that I should be able to take my skills uh, back home and then contribute to the growth of this um, industry that is uh, pivotal to my people, um, the Tiv people. And of course, by extension, the uh, Igala, the Idoma, the Igede, and um, all the other people, all the other folks. So it was a project that I was looking forward to. Now, unfortunately, I did some multi-threading, but not I didn't multi-thread as extensively as I should have. So one of the um, managing partners um, got replaced. He went over, found a new job. Another person came in just before Christmas. I wasn't able to um, see her before the uh, hubs and um, Christmas party. And then at the Christmas party, I was, so not the Christmas party, um, was some Christmas related thing. Anyway, I was there with my wife. It was more of a social thing. So uh, no room to talk shop and uh, start talking business. And then I was left with only one person who was the programs manager. And me and the programs manager were vibing, were getting along fine. And then, lo and behold, the programs manager has now been accepted to uh, study. Um, I can't remember what it is that the person is studying um, in Japan. And so the person has left the organization, so it's not a study leave um, kind of thing. And so now the two people that I had relationships with in the organization, they are now gone and I'm left to start from scratch. Luckily, I had phone numbers for a couple of people while we... Uh, while I did some sales training for them because the hub also runs um, sales training for um, uh, regular patrons of the hub. 
So I had some phone numbers, so I called in and I'm now uh, back trying to get in the good graces of the current program's um, manager and hopefully to see um, how far with the, uh, with the program that has to do with agricultural chains in the north central part of uh, Nigeria, just to see how it can get back on track. So this is a real world example about you have someone like me involved in kind of a complex sales scenario because I'm dealing with um, multiple stakeholders within an organization. Um, big figures uh, are involved and how, um, in my own case, I fell to the key man risk because I only built strong relationships with two people. One person left uh, and then uh, one person left to get a new job and then another person was accepted to study a master's program and then um, left. And now I'm having to now claw my way back in. So. If you think that this is academic, it's not, because it's happened to me a few times in the past. It's happened currently. It's still going to happen in the future, because despite our best um, intentions, it's just the way that uh, these things happen. You build relationships with five people, you think, oh, five, I'm good. And then uh, maybe one person gets pregnant, goes on maternity leave, another person leaves, finds a new job. Um, another person gets moved to uh, another project so they're no longer on your own project and uh, these things just sort of happen. So that's the idea of multi-threading uh, multi and we should try and um, approach it whenever we are um, in a complex um, sale. Even if you're not sure if you're in a complex sale, do it nevertheless. So if you sell cars or inverter batteries, it's nice that you're talking to Oga, that you're talking to the man of the house or that you're talking to the lady of the house. But conversely, it would make sense, if you're talking to the wife, to also see how you can get the husband in the picture. After all, it's going to be a family car, so Madame probably has a say in how things are going to go, and also the other way around. So don't be content with talking to only uh, the man of the house, or the lady of the house, if you're selling to a household. And if you're selling to businesses, don't just assume that because you have the MD's phone number, that everything is going to work in your favor. It's nice to have as many phone numbers and relationships as possible. Have the MD's phone number, have the PA's phone number, somebody in legal, have that person's phone number, somebody in finance, have the person's phone number, somebody in um, uh, procurement, have that person's phone number as well. And if possible, also be nice to the security guards as well, so that uh, if there are lots of personnel changes and you don't know what's up, at least you can go to the building and... Um, you know, if you try to get in, you can speak to the security guard or to the secretary or whatever and then get the lowdown of what's happening, who is who, who you should be in touch with and uh, things like that. So always multi-thread when you have significant initiatives um, going on. So that's it. And uh, if you think it's unnecessarily theoretical, remember, my own case was a cautionary tale and uh, it can happen to anyone. So thank you very much for your time and attention. Uh, remember that you can ask me anything on WhatsApp. The number is 080-6466-2140. Again, the number is 080-6466-2140. The country code is plus 234 for Nigeria. And again, that is Nigeria country code plus 234. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.